Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> is it possible anyone out there <laughs> what possible. is it that you're gonna ask honey is it possible anyone out there can call the police <laughs> why do you need to call the police what's wrong <laughs> so you know alice that that i love you right you know that we all love you everybody watching and listening now okay okay i don't want you to hurt me or the children. I'm not or hurting the animals. anyone. Okay. Steve Jobs is already dead, so I can't do anything about the person responsible. It occurs for to this. all of us in the house that <laughs> you're very upset and that you have been for hours. <laughs> I know. And that you're ex- I know. potentially explosive here. Because you insisted that we can't use my computer anymore for the video for the show. So I don't know really if that's exactly how anything Yeah, happened. you said this afternoon and I explained to you that I had work to do still for my real job that I have that pays me in real money. That um, You're talking, saying this while people who pay their real money to mm-hmm. us are listening. Also. Well, I want to explain to them Let's why we're not late. not be, uh, you know, somebody who's that, uh, okay. an ingrate, okay? Okay, I'm not ungrateful to them. Okay. But my computer works fine to stream the show every day. But because you're picky about the sound that it makes, you wanted me to spend since about four o'clock today to get everything set up on this computer to do it on this computer. Isn't that correct? Well, I am a little picky about the sound for the podcast for, I think, (laughs) legitimate reasons. Okay. Okay. Uh, And no, well, since Tommy from New Hampshire got us a completely revved up, souped up beautiful mac mm-hmm. i figured that maybe it could do some of the heavy lift lifting uh, if not me using it here for the audio but certainly maybe the video and so um so that's the thought there's nothing nefarious well it doesn't not, make the sound that's true i'm not trying to get one that's over true. on you that's true i'm not it's not loud that's true about it 
I don't want any trouble. Accurate. I don't. I didn't ask the for shows any problem. Three hours later than usual, and the scene switcher still doesn't work on here. Scene but... switcher doesn't work. Maybe we'll get the scene switcher to work. In but but we all love you, Alice, and we don't want you to harm us or yourself. You do look beautiful. I know you don't want to hear it. You're very mad at me. You've made it very clear. I was eating a salad in here earlier, and I could feel as I chewed <laughs> that you wanted to put the fork into my Adam's apple and, sh- and force feed me my own Adam's apple. I am, at this moment, um, afraid of you, and I, I, I just want you to know that we all love you, and that's it. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. I love starting the show she at said, 9 o'clock funny. at night. Said, I love it. She said, five minutes ago, she said, I'm not amused. And I was only thinking that it was funny. But she I could see that you were yes. thinking that it was funny. I could see you thinking it was funny across the room, and it was not funny. And I didn't like it. I don't like seeing that you're amused by me being frustrated when you know that I don't like using Macs. Okay, so you know what? We can come up with a... Maybe I can use the Mac. Or, or no, I don't, I don't want to... I'm not going to say anything. All I know is that you know what to do, my dear, and I hope mm-hmm. that you feel good and um, and I love you. All right, can we um, can we jump right in? Sure, let's go. Are you going to hurt me today? Just can no. I... Okay, good. Because you have assaulted me previously with a cellular phone, and I got CTE and it and it was rushed to the hospital, so I'm okay. Alice, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, I'm okay. Yeah, you're okay. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like it. It is hot. I'll give you that. <laughs> what is it that you want to say? I don't know. I would. I like, thought you were starting the show. I am, but I would like some tender, loving care uh, stairs over here, not the little beady Putin eye stairs. <laughs> I can't help it. Okay. Why don't you start the show? Tommy from New Hampshire did it. It's not me. No, it's not Tommy from New Hampshire. Okay, here's Joe Biden. He got this computer for you to use because he knows you like it. I love it. He wouldn't get it for me to use. He sent me Dell adapters for my Dell computer because he knows that's what makes me happy. You know what? I should have had a deeper discussion with you about this today. I apologize again. Perhaps I should be more thoughtful in my decision making Mm. and put your lived experience uh, center that too. I'll put the work in starting immediately. Okay, Joe Biden today he talked with a kid, the guy with the um, the guy from the where they smoke weed and are in White Castle about trans stuff. The transgender kids is a really harder thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like you know, a kid wakes up one morning. And uh, hold on one second. Can we just say something? As my mother would say. Mrs. Biden would be 143 at this point. <laughs> she My also mom. wouldn't be for trans kids. Right. And she also didn't coin the term, it's sinful. Or almost <laughs> sinful. Right. My dad would say, a job's more than a paycheck. So yeah, all the dads said that, Joe. You don't have to tell us this. Yeah. Is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like... By the way, what a forgettable mom quote. Close to sinful. Remember how she used to say that? Oh, I sure do. <sighs> what a outstanding uh, pioneer she was. Like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, 
I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what? Well, the, the problem now is that kids are waking up and making these decisions. Yeah, now. often with the guidance of adults at their schools. Yes. That's and, the problem, Joe. Right. And somebody makes a good point that, that Biden was, more, during that uh, debate that where Liz Warren promised that she'd make a trans kid like the Secretary of Education, that, that uh, Biden never showed up to that particular debate. Like, he didn't care. What, what, what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love. They have feelings. They have inclinations that are, I mean, it, it just... They have inclinations that are what? What, Joe? I do like when he goes into the, this area. Mm-hmm. And this is, by the way, I have this, I was yelled at for having this computer open because it cast light on me, and so I'm in trouble. So I'm just going to They saw use that this. on here. Oh, they did? Okay, good. On the stream, anyway. Oh, I, they won't in the recorded show, I, yeah. Well, I like when Joe goes LGBTQIA+, because mm-hmm. it's always good. It's always good. A lot of you are very successful businessmen and women. If you were at a fancy restaurant in Washington five, six years ago at an important business meeting, and a gay or a lesbian... What? A gay? ...leader <laughs> came up, or transgender, spoke with a lisp or demonstrated what? they were gay or lesbian. How do you demonstrate your gay or lesbian? They ran to the table. Said, ...made fun of that person, no one would have said anything. Not a joke. I want you to literally think about this. Today, if that same thing happened, the other four or five people at the table say, you horse's tail, get out of here. <laughs> really. Let me tell you something, Alice. <laughs> I, I've worked in hospitality for a long time, since mm-hmm. the early 90s. I think there are a couple of gay waiters out there. I think there are. I think five years ago, um, we weren't making fun because somebody showed that yeah, they were gay. Yeah, neither one of those things is true. Right. Neither that people would make fun of a waiter for being gay five years ago or that now they would call anybody a horse's tail. Neither right. scenario is remotely close to reality. Right. So, uh, but this is his other one. This is, I mean, come on. This is too good. These two men, well-dressed, leaned up and hugged one another and kissed one another. And I'm getting out of the car at the light, and I turn to my dad. My dad looked at me and said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's amazing how Democrats especially, like, they all were way more progressive than average at the time, a really long time ago, and also everyone they knew was way more progressive at the time than average. Yes. I mean, like, they all... Like, Liz Warren saying that she's always been for gay marriage, like, since the early 90s or whatever. Like, if she was a Republican who was pro-gay marriage in the early 90s, she was, like, a statistical anomaly. <laughs> it, just, it just was not something that really existed. It, that would be... Ins- it, it's It's just a lie. It's just a lie. And the idea that... Joe Biden's dad, like, so when would he have said this to Joe 1952. Biden? 1952. The idea that, like, the union worker old guy dad in 1952 was, like, Mr. Accepting of Gay Rights. And it's just two dudes making out. It's so, they just love each other. It's so... That would be a really odd thing. But, like, all the Democrats do it. 
They all oh, yeah. were always for it. They're oh, yeah. not. It's not just that they're yes. for it now. It's that they reverse back. Well, and, and it's not true because we have polling from that time that tells us how many people were like pro-gay marriage in 1952. And it's not a lot of people. Well, right. And also like the gayest, most pro-gay rights, outspoken, uh, drunkest person in 1952 would never have gone that far. Right. Joey, they're in love. First of all, how do you know they're in love? <laughs> they're well-dressed. Don't you love that? They're yeah, well they were well-dressed. Because the right. gays will dress up, you know. Well, and it's actually interesting because even in, like, the heyday of the gay rights movement, a lot of... It, it was a much more radical movement in a lot of ways than it is now. And it was much more like didn't want to be bound by marriage and, and mm-hmm. sort of this respectability politics that happened in the 90s and 2000s with gay marriage becoming a thing. Like, you know, it wasn't even like the preferred policy of the gay rights movement to have gay marriage. It was like a non-monogamy, like radical breakdown of traditional family structures thing, which, you know, now people like to memory hold that because it doesn't comport with how we want to present the gay rights movement today. But it was a much more radical movement. And the people who were alive at that time saw it as a much more radical uh, they they saw really the gay rights movement as a very political movement, not merely like a civil rights movement for acceptance and the same monogamous marriages that everybody else had. It, that was not the goal of the movement at that time. Right. Bro, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. And that has been, um, I think it's Andrew Sullivan who who, who mentions that is, is that is that. Right, is that the, 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 really it has been an emulation of just, or, or attempted emulation of straight relationships now, which was, which was, I think, largely in, a, in, the, in, a, in the height of the parade float days. Well, it's dead, but was, you can, if you can plug it in and get it going. Largely room, a shoe. Oh, oh. So- oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Are oh. you okay? <laughs> Sorry, Cyril. Are you okay? <laughs> that was meant to be me. Wow, and my son, too. I wonder if he'll have a similar... Nothing. You okay, buddy? Are you okay? okay? He's fine. He just well, wants the phone. Okay. Sally, don't answer the door next uh, hour. Man, that made a noise. Okay, that's fine. No, but I think I think this is really interesting, and it goes into something else that I wanted to talk about, which is the Pence thing. Did you see any of this? Yeah, with uh, Chastin. So, and I there's Corinne Jean Pierre talked about it, but I couldn't find the video of it before we started the show. But um, she demanded that he apologize and stuff. So they were all at the gridiron dinner, and I think Pence's remarks about January sixth kind of got the most attention right off the bat. Right. But he also kind of cracked a joke about Pete Buttigieg saying that you know, he was on, went on maternity leave and like, he's the only person who, um, who had a baby and we all got postpartum depression or something, um, was basically the gist of the joke. I mean, it's not like that funny, realistically. Uh, right. But it's also like, not really offensive and they're calling it like a homophobic joke i don't really think it's homophobic whereas the exact uh thing of his joke it's 
Pence maintained, he said, the secretary had taken maternity leave from his job. Thousands of travelers were stranded in airports. The air traffic system shut down and airplanes nearly collided on our runways. It's true. Pete is the only person in human history to have a child and everyone else gets postpartum depression. (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, it's not that great, but it's, would you say that's homophobic? Uh, no. Would you say that that, um is offensive to women who've had postpartum depression? Uh, could be. Maybe. I'm probably not. But I mean, it, it's not like, ha ha, it's funny when people get postpartum depression exactly, is it? I don't know. It doesn't seem to be that... It, I'm not offended by the joke. I don't know. I don't think it's that exciting. But anyway, so, but everybody's demanding that he apologize Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre said the former vice president's homophobic joke about Secretary Buttigieg was offensive Work and inappropriate with them on issues where we can find all the more so because he treated women suffering from postpartum depression as a punchline. He should apologize to women and LGBTQ plus people who are entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. Um, and so then Chaston posted on Twitter a picture of Pete in the NICU asking after your attempted joke this weekend, if your grandchild was born prematurely and placed on a ventilator at two months old, their tiny fingers wrapped around yours as the monitors beep in the background, where would you be? They're so damn humorless. Yeah. And not only are they humorless, but it's like, I personally find their behavior around their children way more offensive. Like, I've said that before. I found the hospital picture of them with their yeah. little hospital bracelets when they had the babies to be offensive. Um, talk about like erasing women. I also find the fertility industry and surrogacy in general to be offensive to women and like commodifying women's bodies and their ability to have children and commodifying human children. And by the way, since you're on social media talking, get trying to get sympathy points for your babies being preemies surrogacy in general has way higher risks of premature birth both to the women and the children but you ignored that because it was too important to you to buy designer children so you did a risky pregnancy and a risky procedure and put them at risk and their mother at risk so that you could buy children to have to imitate a heterosexual couple And so that's like what they're I mean, like, I find that way more offensive than the joke Mike Pence cracked, but that's fine. So like that's so you don't think like I I have no problem with this with like Dave Rubin and his husband getting a kid. I mean, there's they're going to provide a nice home for for a baby. No, they're ordering a human child from the lab and from a poor woman to use her body in a bunch of risky medical procedures and pay her a bunch of money so that they can buy a child from her and put her body at risk, including like lifelong risks of cancer. So should a straight couple not be able to do that? I think you should be able to do it for yourself. Like if you want IVF for you to have your own shared child... I still think there are ethical pitfalls. I don't like people creating a bunch of embryos that sit in a freezer for decades. Then after that, that you never use. I think that's screwed up. But I mean, but like, like, for instance, you and I aren't going to have any more kids. But let's say five years down the line, you insisted 
you, you would have an ethical problem with having frozen a thing and... Well, if we had 25 frozen that we weren't going to use. Yeah. I think that's screwed up, yes. I don't know. I don't... You don't think having a bunch of frozen embryos? I don't know. It, 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 embryos and egg? No. The it's embryos and a fertilized egg. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's all... It's a... If you implant it, it grows into a baby. It's oh. All, it's all done. Oh, jeez. That's weird. Yeah. And you can you can adopt. People do embryo adoption, like, because there's all these abandoned embryos that people don't want anymore because they already use the ones they're going to use. So, like, there's people that do embryo adoption because they feel bad that there's all these abandoned embryos and they adopt embryos that people aren't going to use and, like, implant them in themselves and then have the babies. And so is there, like, a brochure? Do you see traits and characteristics? When you say designer baby, do the, do, the, do the people get to like look at and and literally order like a blonde, brown eyed? They're not quite to that level yet. They do, I think. So often they make a bunch of embryos and then they. Who makes embryos? In the fertility clinics, a lot of which are like really there's really lax regulations on them. So, you know, you get an egg donor. Somebody okay. donates a bunch of eggs, and usually... And say, how does that happen? A, so for, if you wanted to right now, could you do, donate eggs and we get money? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd have to take a bunch of hormones that would put me at risk of cancer the rest of my life and, like, sign away all rights to those children that are my children that would then be walking the earth if they are or are frozen in some freezer somewhere and I'll never know and, like, never get a chance at life. How do I broach this? Um, And so... Yeah, so basically, yeah, people leave them. But but what happens when it's, like, not even your kids, when it's, like, someone else's kid is even worse, in my opinion, because not only are you abandoning a bunch of embryos that you're not going to use, but you're also, like, now commodifying someone else's body to pay them for this pregnancy and these risky procedures that, like, you know... they consent to they don't consent to but like i mean they consent to it for money but it's like you know how risky a thing are you willing to let people do for money where like the long-term risks aren't known and they might not fully understand the risks that they're taking on Mm -hmm. right so like you know i it's not that unusual to have preterm births in surrogacy it's not that unusual to have problems like placenta previa or um hypertension which is um preeclampsia where you have to deliver early or you know other issues ectopic pregnancies which necessitate an abortion like there's all there's all kinds of um risks to these procedures to both the mother and the baby so you're you know, you'll implant a bunch of egg cells, whether from a donor or if you're a straight couple, maybe from the mother in the straight couple, right? And you'll implant them with the sperms and then you have a bunch of embryos and then they, you know, they might check, they might do some genetic screening for like disorders and stuff, but then they basically like try and implant them. Sometimes they try and implant multiple and abort the ones that they're not going to, that don't, you know, if too many take, but they don't want to risk like trying to get one to take. You need to take hormones to get these things to like implant because it's not like naturally occurring, right? So, and then like there's risks the whole pregnancy to it. It, 
and you know, you're putting that kid at risk too. You're deliberately doing like a riskier procedure to make a baby than like the normal way of making babies. Hmm. Both to the mother that you're buying the service from and from that other person, from the baby too, you know, like, so that's, it's, it's a very shady industry with a lot of ethical pitfalls. And um, yeah, I have a big problem with it, actually. A um, moving on here, a Genevieve Roque Dector. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. FA tweeted out, Is it surprising that Signature Bank failed? Their executive team spent millions of dollars to produce music videos and TV shows about themselves. Try not to cringe as you watch this. So many useless meetings. Some banks will sell their souls. Some banks just feel real old. I wish they were so. But I still wake up. I still have the dream. Oh Lord, I still know what I stand. They're all in, they're all um in been tarred and feathered the management and they're singing to because the bank failed um so can i ask are we guaranteeing all the deposits at that bank too or no did they not get the i don't know if they got the special thing i it, it doesn't seem I, I don't know uh, how is this that we're this is so like it seems to be so cravenly political that he wants to make sure that they stem off the stuff like why are we making um why are we making uh, hedge fund in tech investors whole they there's risk involved when you get into this stuff well so, i think they would say there's risk involved and in that but there's not you wouldn't necessarily assume that there's risk involved by like the bank that you put your money into like disappearing yeah but isn't this going to encourage not only not uh, a, a the ignoring of due diligence by investors, but also these banks to, if they don't, if there's no moral hazard at play, then why would the banks get any better if they just know they're just going to be? Well, the bank, we're not bailing out the bank, we're bailing out the depositors, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So, like, the people that own the bank are different from the people that have money in the bank. I'm yeah okay fine uh, but so which i like i said i have mixed feelings on it i would prefer not to bail them out i would prefer somebody to buy the bank and 
like make the deposits good. Like I don't think, and I know they're saying it's no taxpayer expense, but they just mean it will be covered by FDIC insurance. Yeah, they, yeah. So, there's another program which where they've been that, charging the banks for like a rainy day fund like this, and so. We're right. But, That's I mean, FDIC insurance. So, so well, no, but oh, over and above. Okay, normal. so but it'll come out of people with money in banks overall. Yes, of course. It's not like it's not. There's nobody else at some point. Like it has to come out of someone besides the people who had their money in this bank. Um, you know, it kind of is what it is. Like I say, like there's a lot of innocent parties that uh, would be hurt by not making the depositors whole. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem right somehow. And it doesn't seem right, especially because all these Silicon Valley people were like cheerleading for there to be a bunch of other bank runs to make the case to the Fed that um, they had to do this or there would be contagion and it was a systemic risk and they had to reassure the depositors so the fact that they did that in that way where it almost seemed like a threat like if you don't bail us out there's going to be bank runs and there's going to be a systemic problem and see look at first republic bank is failing all this stuff da, 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 da. like it's almost like they were threatening to cause more bank runs if the fed didn't do something which felt like a little gun to the head for the whole thing i didn't love it it felt distasteful um okay can i move on sure um, in oh my goodness news I can't believe Alice something is okay to say again this is NBC CBS News we've got new de- details to share with you today about an investigation into U.S. funding of a Chinese research lab in the city at the center of the pandemic it's raising questions about how closely past administrations were following the use of the money senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harridge joins us from Washington with more good morning Catherine Good morning, Michelle. Sources tell CBS News an investigation of this complexity could take at least six months to reach a conclusion about whether U.S. government agencies were billed twice for projects in Wuhan, China. The probe kicked off after new information came to light from Congress. We are collecting evidence here um, and collecting facts. Former federal investigator Diane Cutler spent two decades combating white-collar crime and health care fraud. During the pandemic, Cutler turned her attention to U.S. government grants that supported coronavirus-related research in China. How many records have you viewed? Uh, My collection is certainly well over 50,000 documents. Records reviewed by CBS News indicate the U.S. government may have paid twice for projects at the Wuhan labs through the National Institutes of Health and the U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAID. So uh, categorized it and then drilled down from there. This included possible medical supplies, equipment, travel, and salaries. So what I found so far is uh, evidence that points to double billing potential theft of government funds. It is. Huh. Hmm. Now that is Anthony Fauci. Am I right? I guess so. Right. Isn't this interesting? Isn't this interesting that suddenly we're reporting the news and they double billed us to make the COVID-19 virus? Apparently. Apparently. Credit to Rand Paul, I guess, for sticking with that like a dog with a bone that whole time and going after Fauci because nobody else was and they were treating him like a total whack job for saying it, you know? Can you imagine? Can you imagine this is what we're doing? I know. It seems incredible now that at this point. But, I mean, that's the 
whole thing with everything that happened with COVID. I assume next, like in a few months, they'll tell us that ivermectin works great for COVID or something. Right. <laughs> like we'll we'll cycle back to all these different things eventually. Here, I'm sure it's just a matter of time. So, what did you think of the Oscars last night? I did not watch the Oscars. Oh, I don't know anything about what happened at the Oscars. Um, that's not true. Actually, I know the Indiana Jones kid. Won, oh, and won the Hugh an Grant Oscar. Thing. Oh yeah, Hugh Grant was uh, not. I love in a good Grant, mood at the Oscars. But apparently. and I understand what he was dealing with. It was dickish of him, I think. This is he just didn't he had no he did not countenance uh this woman. I don't know who the reporter is whatsoever. He had no time for anything. Which kind of sucks. This is a red carpet. And you've been here a few times. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about coming to the Oscars? Um Well, uh, <laughs> It's fascinating. It's a, it's a, a, the whole of humanity is here. It's a, it's Vanity Fair. Oh, it's all about Vanity yeah. Fair. Yes, that's where we let loose and have a little bit of fun. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? Of course, he, you know, he's obviously talking about the book. Your camera's frozen. It is. He's obviously talking about the book, right? Mm -hmm. The piece of literature, and she's talking about the magazine and I party. believe she is yes. thinking of them to see yeah well I know that you probably watched a few of the movies are you excited to see anybody win do you have your hopes up for anyone um, not not no, no one in particular okay well what are you wearing tonight then just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but yeah. still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. It was nice to talk. So, you know what? He's being dickish there, and I love Hugh Grant, obviously, mm -hmm. but but you know what? She's just trying to... She doesn't want to do this crap either. She doesn't want to be there. She doesn't give a freak. I think she probably does. No. She knows that this is a pain in the ass for her. No. So, bad move. Bad on you, Hugh. Come on. Do better, Hugh. Although, I heard he was funny um, um, during the thing. Yeah, during I don't know. Thing. We didn't watch, so we wouldn't really know. The only other thing that I really wanted to get to before we do the chat chat is I um I thought like speaking of people who are grumpy and don't keep it classy, I thought Trump's video about Ron DeSantis was like pathetic, but I don't know. I did send that to us. Did you see that? I see it, Allison. I will find it now. I, I he, he's also got some kind of a like Pledge of Allegiance thing out there. Yeah, there, there's. A, I don't think that's made by him though. It's he's just mixed into this thing that somebody okay. made. That's the January sixth prisoners singing and him saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. Like For those mixed of together. you that didn't notice, this is his new Florida campaign was doing video. Great long before Ron DeSantis got there, people are fleeing <laughs> from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out of control crime. It's really bad, not because of the governor. Thank you, Mr. President, for doing that. But it's not because of the governor. Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Crist, a Democrat, did a good job, and he had very good numbers. Sunshine and ocean are very alluring. It's not too hard to work with those factors. 
So just remember, Florida was doing really well long before Ron DeSantis got there. Does that seem like where his campaign messaging should be? Is no, no. Don't pay attention. Nothing good's happening in Florida. It's just because it's sunny. There's no good shot at DeSantis right now. What's he going to call? The only thing I hear is like DeSantis is. This is from callers that are. DeSantis is an extension of like the Romney establishment, etc. But it was Trump who pushed the vaccine and this and that. So, like, I don't think that's going to win. I don't think you're. Yeah, and he yelled at DeSantis for reopening Florida during the pandemic. Well, there you go. So. There you go. Alice, what is the name of the hot sauce? It is Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. It is uh, a great hot sauce that has both heat and flavor. You do not have to sacrifice one or the other, as with many hot sauces. It is hot, and it also tastes great. Uh, They use sea salt for flavor, which is awesome. Great, clean ingredients. Tom can even have it on a weekend 180, and they donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. So check it out at MarketBasketBigYChelseaFireHotSauce.com. Mm. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. You are going to play the chat chat messages, I think. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat where you can leave messages and maybe we'll play them on the show. Yeah, we got distracted in my mind. I was thinking about something. Uh, So my brother and I, we're we're traveling, traveling through uh, the great state of Indiana. And uh, uh, we we started Spencer. Went to Eltsville, went to Wilmington, then we got to uh, Brown County, uh, then it goes to um, Nawbone, and we stopped at Nawbone at this place called the Naw Market, got a uh, pork tenderloin, Ooh. delicious, Ooh. very delicious, and then uh, so uh, from there, you go to Columbus, and from Columbus, you can go to uh, Edinburgh, which has a uh, one of the most gigantic um, antique places. Mm. Um, Tom likes that. It's Sounds almost like, like a football field. It's just so giant. Well, I like the anyway, that's road. where we're staying tonight in Edinburgh. All righty. Have fun in Edinburgh. Sounds fun, Justin. Reminds me of the mother road. Right, else? Yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> I do pick on Tom quite a bit, but that's mostly because we're... Very similar, even though he's from a W town. He is a working class person. Thank you. And his thoughts on the idiot who declined the $3 for cheese on the burger instead of getting laid. Tom could not be more right. What a freaking dope. What an absolute (laughs) fool. In essence, three bucks for a slice, my friend. You got to take it every time. Every time. Well done, Tom. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate that. And, you know, even thinking about the fact that he went to an Italian restaurant and ordered a cheeseburger and then <laughs> settled for a hamburger because he wasn't going <laughs> to pay tells for me, cheese. Tells me that, that, that he wasn't, he probably. And he probably didn't have anything on the burger at all. Well, and because... he probably didn't, probably didn't ply her with wine, which is you certainly get a wine for the table and keep them coming. I mean, this guy, what is he, is it possible he's not interested in the fair sex? <laughs> because there are things that you do. On a date. This is Tom's dating advice. Now, I'm not a great dater. Alice was a layup. It was easy. It was <laughs> but you you obviously get wine to the table ASAP. That's that's more important than oxygen. Uh, two, you misrepresent yourself as much as possible because the reality mm-hmm. is no good. So you've got to make her try to stoop down. And three, part of the misrepresenting yourself is 
is being a happy-go-lucky guy who will throw any old cheese on and, and you know cares about three bucks, even though if that even though that's yeah. killing you. Even if you don't want to spend right. three bucks, the, you don't want to seem like a person who can't spend three bucks. Right, and like she said, the date was going well. In other words, all he had to do was sit there and do a, a soft emulation of a man, and she was like heading in the right direction, and he just couldn't do the thing over the cheese. Had to be a bitch about the cheese. I, I don't get it. I, I'm I'm astounded and and sad to be an American. <laughs> oh God! Can you remember the first thing we did when we were dating that you thought, like, oh my goodness, uh, this guy's no good. You probably didn't have anything. You really liked me at first. I did really like you. Um, some of your friends seemed really old to me. Cause you seem you were twenty uh, you were I was twenty three you were thirty seven mm-hmm. and like you seemed like a young thirty seven like you seemed like my age really right. like you didn't seem but some of your friends seemed like old people to me and that yeah, like yeah. was scary to me I was like can I hang around with old people I like know. this well, I, I don't I, know you now I'm the age of those people right, so you definitely it's prefer weird, old but... people though definitely you definitely prefer old people well young people are idiots so. well and also remember that time I ordered a coffee and you said uh, you said something like oh. Uh, oh, you're having an old people style. Because I had like a Splenda or something. I don't know. Anyway, this is... I don't know. I'm just lucky to be alive right now. <laughs> I don't know where the story's going. Hi, Steve from Aramay. Hi, Steve. I was really intrigued with the story of the, you know, the everyday mom who uh, probably went to an Ivy League college and worked at McKinsey and, and uh, probably also started at the Federal Reserve you know, lamenting the demise of the bank because of her, uh, her small business. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a couple of things I thought about. One is her business was some sort of concierge, get your life together thing for people who don't have time to like throw parties for their four year old. Right. And they'll come up with a tie dye themed party <laughs> and, uh, you know, other stuff. I'm sure, you know, they, she provides a lot of terrific service. But doesn't that business sound like the first thing that you would cut out if a recession happened? Yes. Like, yes. honey, we're in a recession. We need to cut some fat. Where do you want to start? Why don't we start with that bullshit McKinsey mom's party throwing business? You that's mean costing the $600,000 $6, a, a year? Okay. Burn it. Okay. Cut it off and burn it. But then the right. other thing I thought about was, I wonder what her definition of a used Honda pilot is, because I guarantee you, that it means one her, with her like definition of used miles is on it. She, it means one that was brand new six months ago when it was used as a rental car briefly. I her definition of a used Honda Pilot is a new Range Rover. <laughs> of used is she drives it off the lot and hits you know Com Ave. That's about it. That's used. If her car is pre twenty twenty one, I'll uh, eat my uh, Nissan Rogue. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Here's, here's my thing about that uh, TikTok girl who paid for the, the meal and he bitched about the $3 upcharge on the cheese. Um, he's probably like happy that he got his food for free. Yeah. But then like now looking, but probably like later on, he, he starts crying and uses those tears for the flashlight. Oh, okay, okay. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Well, what song is is, is in the background? Here's, here's my thing about that uh, TikTok girl who paid for the the meal and he bitched about the three dollar upcharge on the cheese. Um, he's probably like 
happy that he got his food. Whoever can find out what that song is, I can't tell what the song is. We'll get a a complimentary Burn Barrel T-shirt. Okay. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve. Steve. Uh, Allow me to be uh, the only person, I guess, willing to defend Cheeseburger Boy from (laughs) Branzino Woman. Uh, First of all. Branzino woman looks like a real pain in the ass. What? And no. uh, she's living in New York City. I guarantee her rent is probably north of $3,000 a month. Yeah. For and a closet, yeah. She's not getting very much for her housing dollar with all that money. I guarantee you it's like a terrible crap apartment that's probably, you know, 700 square feet. It's probably the size and, of the Burn uh, Barrel I studio. also guarantee you, because of where she lives and how expensive it is, if she's got less than $25,000 in credit card debt, I would be shocked. Yeah. Uh, second, uh, Cheeseburger Boy is more economical, right? What's the I thing mean, the saying? True. If you worry, freaking Dave Ramsey here going after <laughs> her spending and lifestyle habits. She's a young, beautiful woman in Manhattan, USA world. I mean, why? We're just she- not in a position to judge anyone's no, spending habits. Yeah, but also, Steve, have some wanderlust. My goodness, I'm sorry she t- didn't uh, decide to go to uh, Old Merrimack and uh, Linda Street. I would be shocked. Uh, second, uh, Cheeseburger Boy. Is more economical, right? What's the famous saying? If you worry about the pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves. Well, Cheeseburger Boy saved himself three hundred pennies for a because of a slice of cheese. He actually What's saved bur- himself the whole cost of the meal because he pissed off Branzino girl enough that she just paid for the whole thing. So yes, but he, the, he scored a net win if his primary concern is how many pennies dollars, he's saving. Equal the cheese, equal the meal. <laughs> Equal the Branzino girl in bed. That's the thing that life is for. Yeah, that's a trade off. Right. Burger. I eat in New York City a fair amount. What's a burger there? 25 bucks? Give me a break. And uh, now this. What a a, a geo drop by Steve. I eat in New York City a fair amount. Very you. Very you. (laughs) I do too. Floozy. This inspiration for twin beds is is walking around casting judgment on Cheeseburger Boy. She is hot. I guarantee you Cheeseburger Boy's got more money right now than she could ever shake a stick at. And, you know, she says, why do I keep doing this to myself? What, going on bad dates? I know what. You're an effing loser, Branzino woman. You're on <laughs> hinge you. dating, whatever the hell that app is. It's an app. Oh, you. my God. I mean, she is just horrendous. Ugh, Tom, I'm so ashamed of you. Oh, that's what a horrific take that is. She's ordering at least a, a wonderful Italian dish at the place. And he's ordering a, a hammed burger. That's not the People kids do menu. question your taste in women, though, because you do like the crazy. Somebody in um in our YouTube comments was saying they were surprised you don't you're not in love with Debbie Wasserman Schultz, given your oh, taste in women. Oh, come on, she looks women. like Jar Jar. That's a that's. Oh, you no, say no, she, that I look like Jar Jar, though. Well, you're you move like Jar Jar. So you don't look like Jar Jar. <laughs> no, Debbie Wasserman Schultz doesn't look like Jar Jar. She looks like the other thing that was buzzing, flying around Anakin in that in that one. Is anyway. that safe to say? What, Anakin? Other thing? No, I Buzzing? feel like George Lucas got accused of anti-Semitism for that character. Oh, no! Is so that I don't true? know if you should say Debbie Wasserman oh, Schultz looks like that, that one. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. No, I am I am ADL um, greenlit, Alice. I am cool. 
Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody, and for your patience with our late show tonight. Um, maybe we can even get the scene switcher working for next time. But this seemed to mostly go smoothly, except for Tom's camera freezing Sorry, and Tommy, now being dark for some reason. No, I, Tommy's not at fault here. You could, if you're the Mac person, you could do this on the Mac for you and not make me do it. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.